Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Juventus 3, Porto 2. Aggregate score 4-4. But Juventus lose on away goals. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, guys, on this episode, I'll be talking about this game over two legs, analyzing the game, of course, saying my thoughts, if it was deserved, what each team could have done better. And automatically, I think there's no better time to analyze Cristiano Ronaldo's 100 million euro move to Juventus from Real Madrid a couple of years back. Welcome to your favorite podcast, the number one Tana Talk Soccer Podcast. Okay, so as I said earlier, Juventus won this particular game 3-2. Federico Chiesa scored two goals, Adrian Rabio won, and Sergio Oliveira scored two goals. The midfielder Oliveira has scored 17 goals this season. Very fantastic. I think I think he may be the uh, next Bruno Fernandes to come out of the of the Portuguese league, certainly putting up those crazy numbers. Now moving on to today's game. I think it's same old, same old with this Juventus side. Well, they are not the best in terms of personnel. We have to start from there. But ultimately, what I see from them in terms of effort, in terms of urgency, in terms of the touches, like there are certain things I don't love to say in football. I always understand the fact that quality doesn't always show up. Like, and this is something we can't do anything about. Like, even with the best in the world, the quality isn't always there. But something we should never be able to fault is the effort, is the industry, is the urgency. Taking quick touches, passing correctly, not making passes that make players change their body shape on receiving the ball each and every time. These are the little, little things that make the opposition defense very comfortable because when you give heavy passes, when you give passes that you have to make your players go back, passes that your players can't take in their stride as they're running, then it gives the opposition defenders time to set and set again and therefore making it very easy to defend against you. Now, going to the first leg was a very deserved victory for Porto at home in the Dragao because... Juventus started, <laughs> they considered it going in the first 60 seconds. So talking about bad starts, I don't think saying it, the start was bad will really capture how abysmal it was. It was terrible, absolutely terrible. 
And that's the way they started. And the second half, they started the same way too. But Federico Chiesa pulled one back for them. And it seemed, at that point, to be honest, at that point, I don't feel any big club, any club at all, who is like big, like Juventus, Real Madrid, Manchester City, or like whatever, Bayern, these kind of clubs, will actually panic because it seems routine from here. Okay, like you win 1-0, you go through. And like, what stops you from winning 2-0 at home? Like, even winning 2-0 at home against Porto is not a big ask. It isn't. Well, like, this is Juventus and, like, something inside me just always knows that these guys just find a way to mess it up. Anyway, moving on and just analyzing that game. After they considered the second goal at the beginning of the second half again, mind you, they considered in the first minute of the first half and also, like, in the first two minutes of the second half in that game. And there's when Juventus now picked up the tempo. It doesn't stay playing fast. It doesn't stay, like, they stay putting on the burners. They're playing urgently. And, of course, they got their goal. Of course, they did. Like, the truth about this Porto side is, yes, they are, they, are, they are all right. They are way behind in the Portuguese title. They are out of the cup in Portugal. They are not, it's not some, it's not some kind of real fantastic, uh, beautiful underdogs or whatever we're seeing here they are not and they're not monaco of 2017 or or ajax no they are not that good facts they're just a decent football side you know like every like every big team should be beating this side if they play decent enough and juventus started putting on the pressure just way too late in that first leg and ultimately that meant they came away with the defeat but they were able to at least pull one back they started terribly here again today. Medi Demera, oh my goodness. Terrible, terrible giveaway. But even before that, I have to say the goal was coming. And once Porto scored that penalty, we felt like, deserved. Let's check this out. And I don't know if I'm the only one who, have, who has noticed this, but why can't Juventus actually put on the burners, play with more seriousness, play crispier passes, play faster football when it is leveled? It almost looks like they need an incentive. It almost looks like they need to go behind, then start chasing the game. And when you're when you're at home in the Champions League, like the worst thing you want, the worst thing you can ever want, <laughs> is actually for your opposition to score. You know, it's the worst thing. Like when you're at home, I felt like the mindset. Like a few years back under uh, under Max Allegri when they came back against Atletico Madrid, like with or without the comeback complete. Like even though they didn't complete the comeback, even though Ronaldo didn't score the three goals or whatever, whoever didn't score. It was still a very, very, very applaudable performance. Like the urgency, the speed from the get-go. Guys like Bernadeschi, guys like Spinazzola, like they were running, they were urgent. And that is what you need to do to win games at home. Like, like just kill it from the get-go. Kill it from the get-go. Like I can imagine Juventus scoring two goals here. And let's say Porto score one. Then you go to extra time. Like that way is even better because like you have... Like, you've already put them down a bit. Like, them even scoring one is, is less likely than you just leaving it open there. Okay, but coming to this game, Oliveira scores a penalty in the 19th minute. Juventus pick up the tempo from there after conceding the goal. In the second half, was much better. Even after, they, like, they picked up the tempo in the first half a bit, but it was still way too sloppy. Way too many touches, just not good enough. And the defending was horrid. It was actually really horrid at the back. Uh, it was so exposed. I understand that you want to. I understand that you want to uh, try 
and get as many guys forward but also you have to also learn basic football 101 you also have to attack in a way that even if you're expansive on the offense you have to be compact in defense you have to be compact the pitch can't just be so wide like this is not professional football stuff everyone on that pitch knows this because they are all professionals they've all played the game for so many years they are all top players and they should know this this is not Sunday league you can't be that open on on the on the defense after losing the ball the whole field this player is here this player is here and it's just so open and like proto like they could have scored more but of course in the second half we saw a total change like federico Chiesa, big up to him his two goals were fantastic the finishes were very good the finishes showed a lot of hunger you know he kept on running he never stopped he just wanted it, you know, the first goal was beautiful, ball over the top to Ronaldo, Ronaldo controlled it down, Chiesa finished it perfectly, the second goal was also a good one, a ball from, it isn't ball from Quadradan, he just really ran that ball into the back of the net with his head, and after Juventus established the lead now, so the tie is balanced, and I'm talking with my friends, I'm talking with people, why can't Juventus take up the next step again, like, like, if actually, like, if Juventus played the way they played when they were one nil down or when it was even one one then they would have won they would have scored more goals like quite quickly but then it all just comes again and i said Porto are the people that go Porto are going to score here because like this is football like this is football and <laughs> i wouldn't say football can be cruel like i'm not going to use the crawl way here because it ultimately if you look at the game over two legs you can't say Porto didn't deserve this you know Juventus just simply didn't show show up to the standards they've expected uh they've expected from them and then like you just can't feel any sympathy for them but ultimately when a team is like when a team has the game where like they, they are glad I wouldn't say Juventus had the game where they, they wanted it to be because like the plan was ultimately not to be even in this kind of mess in the first place like to win this tie quite comfortably this is one of the best ties you can get but they didn't start well in the both games and still like you had um, Quadrado and you had Federico Chiesa who just didn't give anything away and just really played so well and brought Juventus back into this like now you have it tied 2-1 it's 0-0 basically practically 0-0 now from here on how do you go you can't just slip back into playing very like aesthetically and just not like non-challenge football slow too many touches once more Adrian Rabiot stays on the field for too long like I'm going to talk about the players but also um, Andrea Pello he wasn't the best as well I must say he wasn't the best at all factually he wasn't the best you know like i felt like kulusevsky could have come on earlier for alvaro morata bringing up kulusevsky in extra time it just makes me think like was perlo actually waiting for extra time like you just need to score and then game over you don't need to like bring on kulusevsky for morata because like yes morata morata should be starting ahead of kulusevsky as a striker like kulu can start but it be out wide but if he wants to start a striker alongside ronaldo i believe it should be alvaro morata but then Morata had he got his chances he missed and to be honest he wasn't really offering anything at the moment like he wasn't offering anything at the moment Morata like I was watching the game and like he faded away like really Juventus Juventus brightest spell in the game when like Arthur Quadrado Chiesa especially they were pretty good Morata was not there he faded away he wasn't really bringing anything and I felt like this would be a really good time to bring in Kolo who who takes some players who is like 
he has that pace he has that um, he has he has that energy you know just like similar to what Federico Chiesa brings you know but then he plays a little bit more on the inside and like it will really trouble the defenders but Pelo left that for too long and ultimately he came into extra time and of course we saw that free kick <laughs> Oliveira fantastic free kick from way out that seemed like maybe 30 yards to be honest with you I feel like Chesney should have saved that like he should have saved that, in my opinion. But like, it's football, as I said. I don't want to use the word "it's cruel" because like I feel they deserve it. But the truth is, like I mean, Juventus were on top, and then they end up losing. They were on top of affairs in terms of dominating. And like, if you asked who was going to score next, most people would say maybe Juventus because of the way the game was going. But, but, <laughs> Porto scored. Like this is football, and you just have to know it was coming. I said it. Porto is going to score because. When you, when you have the ball, when you have the space and you just pass, like, Juventus, like, felt like, ah, finally, okay, it's already, like, we've leveled things out, so we should relax. Now, talking about Cristiano Ronaldo, 100 million from Real Madrid, 2018, and here we are now, three Champions League seasons, they've gone out to teams that, to be honest, they were favourites against. Yep, Ajax, Leon. And Porto. Now, I'm going to say something here factually for Cristiano Ronaldo and for Juventus. For Cristiano Ronaldo, I have to say this quite clearly. Cristiano Ronaldo is not Cristiano Ronaldo of 2012, 2014 or whatever. Quite clearly. But one thing that is still very clear is that he's still a very, very good footballer. And he's still been very good for Juventus. The truth is, he's not as, of course, he's not as good as before. He's not as consistent as before. If we're holding Ronaldo to his own standards in his prime, then of course he's past it. I don't know if anyone still thinks he's the best version of Cristiano. No, of course he's not. Even physically, you know, like sometimes he doesn't even have like that extra yard of acceleration to just bust pass. Like it's, it's clear, you know, it's clear. He has clearly declined, but he's still a very good player. And I think Juventus buying a very good player, if I look at it from that perspective, I can't be against that. A player who has put up absolutely astonishing numbers since joining the club. You can't be against that. I'm just going to I'm just going to run down a few of uh, a few of Cristiano's numbers for you so that you can understand how good he's been. In the Serie A, 86 appearances, 72 goals. In the Champions League, 23 appearances, 14 goals. So altogether, he has played 115 games. And scored 94 goals, 21 assists, which means 115 goals and assists in 115 games. Now, this is a very fantastic record. Now, like, I just want to give you, I just want to put this into perspective. Like, if this was a young player called Mbappe, if this was a young player called Ellen Haaland, with this record, as I said, 72 goals in 86 area ups, altogether 115 goals and assists in 115 games, 94 goals in 115 games. 94 in 115. This is absolutely top, top, top class. You know, like, yes, for Real Madrid, Ronaldo scored more goals than appearances, which is not head of. It's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. But, like, as as far as not scoring more goals than appearances can get, this is absolutely very fantastic. His record here uh, for Juventus in terms of goals and goal contributions. Now, Relating it to buying Ronaldo the money, was it worth it and all? I think they bought him at the stage where like, they felt like they were buying a lot of experience, that leadership alongside 
alongside the actual ability as Cristiano Ronaldo. I think Ronaldo has delivered. As you can see Juventus' position in the league right now, league titles are never guaranteed, you know. Like, okay, this season Inter have been very good uh, lately. Not, not Like, they didn't start too well, but they've been good in the past few months and that has taken them to the top and they look really solid right now. And uh, yeah, that's it. But you can also see, like, most people don't feel, including myself, I don't feel like Juventus can get there, can win the, the Scudetto. And just just shows that you should not ta- never take league titles for granted because, like, in each season... It's different, you know. You can you can say, yes, Juventus won the league like twenty five straight years or whatever. But like for each year was different. And if you actually watch the serial, even when Juventus were still a very dominant side, you notice that from game to game, Juventus were never a side that blew teams away. It was actually a lot of hustle, a lot of hard work, a lot of grind from Kellini, a lot of you understand, a lot of close calls. And like so, you can't disrespect that. You can't disrespect the likes of. Tevez, Pelo himself, Marquisio, Fidal, Popa, Paulo Dybala, everyone, Morata before, you know, like everyone, uh, Quadrado, the BBC at the back, Lestina, Alexandro, like these guys who have won this Scudetto time and time and time and time again, we can't disrespect their effort, like big ups to them, kudos to them. But the truth is that, like, when Ronaldo was coming, I feel like everyone knows this. And, but I have to say it again. It's a team game. And, like, when a team is dysfunctional, to be honest with you, when a team is, is dysfunctional, they can't get away with it. They can't get away with it 100%. Like, they 100% can't. But the truth is that it takes some kind of superhuman effort, you know? Like, I feel... <laughs> I feel like... Ronaldo of maybe a couple of years ago could take matter into his own hands, take the ball, beat three, four players, and shoot the knuckleball from outside the box. And like it was the kind of things we could see. You understand? It's kind of things we could see from Cristiano Ronaldo in, in terms of actually how much he could impact the game. Mind you, right now I've just called out his numbers for Juventus. Like they are absolutely crazy. Like very, very crazy. If this was, if if this guy put up these numbers. Like five years ago, because he's 36 now, so of course no one's going to spend 100 million on him again. But I mean, like, if he was a bit younger, he'll be bought again for 100 million with his Juventus stats. Facts. He's done absolutely well for them in the Champions League, in the league. But the truth is this if you want to look at the business Juventus have done in the past few years, the changing of the manager, the people, the ins and outs, I can remember Juventus. Really, 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 really wanting Emery Chan. You know, like the plan was so clear. Chan even felt, yeah, this was it. like he couldn't possibly stay at Liverpool. Like it really looked clear for him at Juventus. But Allegri was gone after a season. Then you ship off Chan. You ship him off. Now you bring in players, you sell the man, you sack the managers, you change the manager, and then let's just look at the roster. The likes of Kedira, the likes of Guain, the likes of Matuidi are only just leaving the club some months ago. How? I think it's very poor. The way they've, they've like if you look at this Juventus side, if you look at this Juventus side, let's face facts. Since Ronaldo came to the club, which was two years ago, how many other consistent performance have there been aside Ronaldo for those two years? The answer, none. 
it's simple no and i feel like like there's really nothing ronaldo can do for you more than he has done if you're expecting him to solely win the champions league by himself it's not the i uh, he can't do it of course he can't do it but the truth is like the team has to be good up to a certain extent i, I have to just I have to make something really, really clear here, clear here today. The truth is this. Juventus scored three goals today. And like, this is good enough. This is good enough. Come on. You scored one away goal. You're scoring three home goals. This should be good enough. Now, what is happening on the other end? What is happening on the other end? What's happening in the midfield? What is the protection? As I said, the team is playing too open. How don't you compress? How don't you play compact in defense once you lose the ball? How don't the players know this? Is it from the training ground or are these guys not actual professional footballers? These are the things we have to think of. And in truth, like, I'm not, I'm, I, like, I have to say here, I love Cristiano Ronaldo a whole lot, you know. He's a real inspiration for me and, like, I'm a big fan of the guy. But I have to say this quite clearly. It wasn't his night. He didn't really show up today. He, he got the assist for Kiesa, good run, good control, bringing it down. Kiesa scored and instead the comeback. He has his name on his stat sheet, another assist. But like it wasn't his best of games. No argument about that. But the truth is this Keza, Rabio, like Juventus scored three goals today. And like whether it was Ronaldo, like I feel like if we really want to focus on Ronaldo, of course he's going to get depressed. But if we really want to focus on him and make this about Ronaldo, then it's pointless. Because the truth is okay, let's let's even imagine Ronaldo scored a hat trick today. Three goals. But what's happened on the other end? You know, like Keza is part of the attack. Okay, he's also allowed to score goals too. Before this is Ronaldo had scored all their knockout goals before coming before coming to, before um, before Keza sorry since coming he was he had scored all their knockout goals. It sounds nice for Ronaldo. Okay, like okay, you're Ronaldo. You scored hundred percent of Juventus goals in knockout since joining the club. <laughs> sounds pretty, eh? But it's it's a very very bad tell. It's a very shameful tell. On, on, on the club, on other players, on how on the coach, on the on the team generally, it's a, it's a bad tell. Given that those goals were not enough, because I don't know how to say this if you don't understand simple English. But Ronaldo scored goals against Leon, scored goals against Ajax. They were not enough for me today. Here, I wasn't looking out for a Ronaldo goal because, like, oh, come on, he doesn't have to score in every game, does he? Like, if he doesn't score in the round of 16, okay, he can score in the semi-final, quarter-final, for like, whatever. It's just for, like, no one scores in every game. You get, no one scores in every game. So, my real my real problem here is the fact that Juventus have been really, really poor as a side. And Rapello, I don't know, he hasn't been encouraging in terms of how I've seen him developing, how I've seen how he wants to play. But like it's still too early to pass judgment against um, to pass judgment on Andre Pello. To be honest, it's still too early. I'm sure he he's of course still learning. He's still developing his philosophy and all of that stuff. But the truth is this: he can always do things better. He can always like make basic simple changes. Try to change the formation sometimes, you know. But the truth is that Juventus have not been good enough. And I just have to say this: congratulations to Porto. And also, I feel if Juventus even got past here, like in a way, I'm happy for them that they went out tonight. In honesty, they are not just good enough. Let's just not even forget the fact that Porto played with 10 men for about 70 minutes or so. So, like, no, no, no. Juventus, as I said, 
you are, you have the man advantage. You've equalized the tie. Why aren't you going for it more aggressively? Why? Why? It's it's shambles. It's an embarrassment, and like everyone that has to do with the club should be ashamed of themselves. Of course, Kiesa can raise his, raise his head high. He really he really put in a shift here, but it's not it's not the first time. It's not the second time. Like I really don't care about Ronaldo. Yes, they bought him for hundred million. He has delivered. He has delivered. He has delivered. His record speaks for itself. He has delivered. He has won trophies. The Champions League has gone past him, but he scored in the competition. His record in the competition for Juventus has also been very fantastic. He scored in the knockout phase. Yes, this time he didn't score around, but like this is not something that's just starting now. It's been a trend. It's not new. It's not unexpected. If it was not Porto, it's Leon. If it's not Leon, it's Ajax. If it's not Ajax, maybe it's in Monaco. It's not new. There's so many players on that roster that are just not good enough. I can give you so many. Alexandro has when last did Alexandro play good football? And to think that the team entered into this season with Alexandro as the only left back, someone who has been subpar. How like I don't understand. Like let's 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 just let's just look at this. Let's be let's be real, man. Imagine Real Madrid having Marcelo, who has been subpar, as their only left back going into the season. Sopa number one, injury prone number two. Like even when his feet is just not good enough, and then he's the only option. Like you didn't even think, oh wow, not because of it. Let's say they are deceived and like they see Alexandro as prime Alaba, whatever, and they feel like he's so good. What about his injury problems? You know, the the, the injury record speaks for itself. And then you have Danilo. Who you who you brought in for counselor? I do not know how. Like like I remember <laughs> that was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. I was just like, wow, why why? I was just trying to like I was trying to see like I, I was trying to see how how it was going to work out. I was trying to see what was going to happen. How like why will you make this kind of move? Who who was the person that sanctioned this move? Who what's your name? <laughs> Crazy. And Danilo. The right back in quotes. He's only playing well when he's playing as a center back, a third center back. So therefore, they've got no right back. Then Quadrado has to play there. Then Quadrado is injury prone. Then Danilo has to shift to left back too. It's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. Like I just have to say this very simply. Like if you spent if you spend money on one player. And you expect something good to happen to you, and then you you are irresponsible in your dealings because I just have to call this irresponsible dealings from Juventus. Like, like they don't they don't deal like they need they they want business. You know, like like I just have to give you an example. Like, okay, we look at the, like <laughs> this is a this is a football podcast. But look at the Los Angeles Lakers bringing in LeBron James and also bringing in Anthony Davis. You know, having them vets on the team. McGee, Howard, Rondo. Like, building a squad is actually really difficult, you know? Like, with one player who is, like, a Max player, a Cristiano Ronaldo or a LeBron James, like, like, I think these players are going to drop on every night. They are going to, they are going to drop, they are going to score goals, they are going to do well. But at the stage they are in, at the stage Cristiano Ronaldo is in, he can't be like that that romantic story of Cristiano Ronaldo coming. Like, cause let's look at Ronaldo's game now and think 
how can he possibly carry this team if the team is not doing pro- if they're not playing well like the way his game is now it's really based on his movement his sharp burst of pace in and around the line over the shoulders of the defenders that sort of thing like basically really good movements drifting out wide then coming back into space those half spaces couple of times making the third man runs couple of times standing offside with like it's just a brilliant array of different moves to create space to score and like in this situation like so many things have reduced for Cristiano Ronaldo his set piece taking his like so much has reduced his dribbling ability of course like it's clear the decline it's not it's not news it's clear so like if you're buying Cristiano Ronaldo for 100 million the numbers he has put up to be honest they've been good like they've been really fantastic He's won two Scudettos, one Cups as well and stuff like that. Fantastic. But the truth is this. Even these two, like, without Cristiano Ronaldo, they wouldn't have won the Scudetto last year. And maybe the year before. Because, like, they've been poor. They've been poor as a team. They've been, and this is the Champions League. Like, okay, this is Porto now, which they're supposed to beat. But the Champions League is just the competition for the best of the best. The best team doesn't always win it, but it's the place where the best teams play. So, therefore... If you're just not good enough, you're not good enough. And that's been the case with Juventus. So, the blame in terms of the whole Ronaldo saga really falls on the board. The GM, these guys. Like, it's been poor since buying Ronaldo. It's been very poor. The business they've done with no intent. It's been more like, what are we trying? Like, you look at this Juventus squad and like, I don't know what people are expecting, you know. Like, a lot of Ronaldo fanboys are really optimistic. Oh, Ronaldo, the, the champion. How? It's not good enough. And when I mean it's not good enough, I'm not even coming for the individual quality of each player, which I can. I can come for that. And even from that, too, they are also not good enough. But I'm even talking about what's the plan. What's the... Like, you bring... Like, Kolosevsky, for example, now. It was the guy who... Okay, yes, this is Sari. This is Sari. You bring him back and then Sari is gone. Oh, wow. What's happening? You bring Emrejan for Allegri. Allegri is gone. You ship off Emery. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Rabio gets to play so much. I don't know why Bernardeschi. These guys haven't been good enough here. They're rewarded with contract after contract. Like, how? How do you do that? So, it's just been a lot of mismanagement, as I said before. Ronaldo has clearly dropped those levels and he wouldn't carry Juventus alone. He would do, he has, which he has done, a very fantastic job. But ultimately, the team needs to be good as well. The team needs to be good as well. So, like, it's not Ronaldo's fault. It's like I wouldn't even blame Bernardeschi's or Rabios or like I can come to that of course, but like there's a manager who keeps keep picking them and there's there's a GM, there's a board, there's a club that believe that having a team with Sandro and Danilo as your fullbacks is good enough. This is just I have no words for this side. Absolutely none at all and they fully deserve what has been happening to them. They could still, they could still have beaten this side, the Leons, the Portos and Ajax. They could still have, to be honest, with if maybe if they were a little bit more lucky or whatever. They could. But then, like, the next team they're going to play, probably going to beat them. You know, like, this is a top side, so-called top side, struggling to, to score against a 10-man team for so long. Just get one goal, just one goal. I can imagine this being in Man City, for example. Once they get that red card, like... Once they got the record, this is game over. Like we know it. So the so the truth summarizing this all now is Ronaldo has done a very fantastic job since coming to Juventus. As a forward, he scored goals. 
he's won the league. In the Champions League, he has scored goals over these three years. I've called his record for you, 23 games, 14 goals in the Champions League. Fantastic record as well. Their top scorer in the Serie A, their top assistant in the Serie A, their top scorer in the Champions League. In just everything, just in 115 appearances, 115 goals and assists, 115 appearances. This is what you buy a player for. What did, Juvent- what did Ronaldo add to Juventus? This, this. He scores goals and he's done a lot. He scored 94 goals and 115 appearances. This is what he has added. It's clear as day. It's clear as day. But also, as a team, if really you feel to build a functional team, it, it really will tell. I have to say, it really will tell. Like, Cristiano Ronaldo is one of the greatest players of all time. And of course, at the time, he possessed some powers that, yeah, he probably could cover up these cracks. He'll just pull up from 35 yards and brrr, blast it and, and point to and point at his thighs or something. But like, those days are long gone. And right now, like, I feel, why buy, why buy such an expensive player if you're not going to build a squad? Because like, what you're buying Ronaldo for is basically, his experience, his goal scoring at that stage, because that's what Ronaldo was about. Experience, goal scoring, the mentality on that bigger stage of football. And I think to a large extent he's shown it. For example, against Leon, against Ajax, like, like, don't even talk about Ronaldo today. Against Leon, against Ajax, he scored the goals, they still went out. So it doesn't really matter Ronaldo or not. Like I just want to see the team do better as a team. Like it doesn't matter to any like it shouldn't matter to any Juventus fan if it's Ronaldo that gets the goal because maybe Messi fan boy should know whatever. This is rubbish. You no, know? he he's not going to score in every game, of course. If he's scoring only him is scoring in every game, then this is a problem. If other players in the team can't score goals to win games for the team, then this is a problem, of course. But the truth is that Juventus scored three goals today and they just were not functional enough. Those were dominated, those were went to increase their point, those were creating chances. Ronaldo himself didn't see any chance and time after time he was making those runs. There were a lot of times Juventus players kept on making the pass too late. Like I am watching on the TV and I can see this person. I can see this player pulling out wide because he wants to drive in, make that run. But the player in the midfield is just waiting, waiting and it's when he's offside that he finally gives the ball. Like these things are just what takes that time away, gives them life, keeps giving Porto back the possession, the stupid fouls, they keep on considering stuff like that. So just these things here and there, actually what really killed this side. And as I said before, they scored three goals as a team, which is not bad. Actually, it's like, it's okay, you know, it's it's it's, it's not bad by any standard, but also at the other end, they considered two goals. Not good enough. The defending as a team was poor. Yes, the goals came from set pieces, but over the run of the game, that's why we feel like it was deserved result for Porto, because they kept on having these openings, these attacks, because Juventus were not compact at all. And as I said before, you can't be a professional team, and when you expand to attack, you don't compress when you're defending. This is football 101. You become compact. In the middle, no space. They, they can't just be running on the highway, man. This isn't Ted Milan Bridge. It isn't. Close up. So we see a lot of these things. You know, a lot of players who are just not constant. A lot of players who have been poor for so, so many years. A lot of players who have never even showed anything really. Someone like Ben Adelsky, but still, they still get reasonable minutes for a Juventus side who apparently are meant to win the Champions because of Cristiano Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo, lastly, has done his job. He scored goals. He's been great. If you scored, maybe if you scored one goal today, maybe they will win and all and yeah, Juventus, Ronaldo, blah blah blah, the headlines. But what difference does it make really? Like they're just still not good enough. They've not done anything enough. It's it's stupid to actually buy Ronaldo and not do the necessary things. You have to buy a player. I know that. Yes, I have to build the squad around a good squad. 
to enable this player bring the best in himself you know it's, it's as simple as that it's just as simple as that you know i can imagine like okay let's just imagine something let's, let's just picture this scenario now we know Cristiano Ronaldo arguably the best mover in football imagine also investing in, in a in a top class creative midfielder now doesn't this make sense doesn't this make sense doesn't this make sense I love that silence because I know you're saying, yeah, it makes sense. Of course it makes sense. You've got to do these things. These are the obvious things, you know. You don't have proper fullbacks as I mentioned before. There are a lot of things wrong with this side. So if you're investing in Ronaldo, paying him salary and stuff like that, and you're also just redeeming contracts of deadwood players, just trying to buy every free player, not actually building an actual squad. I think it is irresponsible. You know, maybe like they are also Ronaldo fanboys who want to put Ronaldo in a condition where it seems like he's disadvantaged and then, oh, Superman, yeah, I won the Champions League for Juventus. Hey, Ronaldo, greatest player of all time. <laughs> this is this stuff just exists in the head. It exists in the head or in the heart of Ronaldo fanboys. This is not football. You know, like if you want to win, you can't be responsible about your team. You know, like as I always say, Manchester City, although Manchester City are not the best example to use in a Champions League <laughs> discussion, but they're a good example. You know, they are not irresponsible at all when it comes to recruitment. It's not even only, I'm not talking about the money spent, they spend a lot of money, but that's not even the point here. The point is that they're not taking things for granted, you know. They will always make sure they try to go into the market and make their squad good, good enough to compete. You know, I've never felt Juventus, I never felt Manchester City's squad had a problem. Yes, they bought a lot of Champions League results, they've been poor on the day and I don't know what to say about that to them or Pep Guardiola has done some funny things that's another discussion for another day but the truth is that's just a very good example of how a team should be run you know they, they do what they need to do they try as much as possible to make sure the squad is in a good shape so even though they suffer like injuries here and there like they still have like see the full back positions for example Jura Casella that came to Manchester City also has to fight for first place right back with Kyle Walker another fantastic top pass right back you know I why, meanwhile at Juventus they brought in Danilo who can't even put in a different a decent performance at right back and his only decent performances have come in the CB as a right centre back how? so who then is the right back? Cordrado former winger he's done good I agree with that but also he's had his injury problems and also he's just lacked consistency overall he's not a full back but then he's, he's been okay enough I have to say well, so overall you see there's a big problem in this squad and like Ronaldo was never going to fix that I was never going to fix that. Having someone like Ronaldo who scores a lot of goals is always a positive. But someone scoring a lot of goals or creating a lot of goals never guarantees any success. It's the team. Look at Tottenham. They've had Hurricane for how many years? The scoring goals left, right. Like I don't need to teach you guys about football. Look at Barcelona, for example. They have Messi scoring goals left, right, center, creating stuff like that. Still nothing in Champions League because it's just not functional enough. And ultimately, this is no excuse in Barcelona, but like they, they went out on it. Like both Barcelona and Juventus both went out on nights they were not supposed to. Like this is not even on. Like Barcelona bottled this result so many times, and Juventus just didn't turn up. They have so many players who have been like this for so many years, just not good enough in terms of turning up, being consistent. It's a problem. No, too many touches, too many stupid patches, too many wrong decisions. But then they still stay at the club. So ultimately, having Ronaldo in. And not doing the necessary business around was always going to catch up in them and I must call it irresponsible 
very irresponsible if they were expecting Ronaldo to come on like Ronaldo himself I don't know what he'll be thinking you know of course he'll feel like yeah I could have done better he'll be gutted of course this will be a sad night for him he, he didn't want to go against Porto especially of course but but altogether really it was very deserved from Porto and I think they deserve to go through Juventus deserve to go out what they need to do in the summer is actually building a proper squad if they don't do that, if we didn't see the progression they make under Andre Pelo, even if they don't win the league, but if it seems like towards the end of the season, they are getting an identity, they are growing and they have a style and they look like, okay, we are something, then okay, we can leave him in next season and then this summer, you get to back him. But for me, this is coming, this has always been coming and it's going to keep happening until Juventus actually build a proper squad. The last time they competed on this level, they had a proper squad, they had the bar, they had... Like they had a team, you know, very, very solid from front to back. And like they had an identity under Max Allegra. This is a team that can actually go all the way and win and do something actually sensible. But now you have you have Cristiano Ronaldo. Fantastic. He's scoring goals. He's doing stuff. He's, he's, he's contributing. You have Paulo Dybala, fantastic player who is very, very inconsistent. And only plays well for like one month or two months in a whole season. And he's also very injury prone. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to look for any other player who has retaining or the reasonable class. You have JJ Kellini. This guy is, of course, we know who Kellini was, but of course, his injuries have been have been keeping him out longer than he has been playing. You have Bonucci. He's well past it, very well past it. You have the league who is actually coming on good, and I don't know why the league isn't playing every game. Moschipello has to answer that. So, like, apart from that, you have Otto, very good player. I love him. Very good ball retention. Like dictates the tempo, okay. Too injury prone. You have Ramsey, too injury prone. You have Rabio, not good enough. You have Bentancur, not good enough. You have McKenny, doing good. Why is he on the bench? I do not know. So, like, it's just a lot of things, you know. Like, they've just not been good enough and stuff like that. Like, it's good. Like, it's good this is happening to them. They deserve it. They really deserve it. Because if you feel your name is Yvette, I feel like you're going to put out players every night, players who don't play well. Then you're going to keep losing. It's just a fact. And they're not going to win the Scudetto as well. I think the cup they won is all for you for the season. And they deserve this just as it is. Once more, my name is Tana. Have a good night. The Tana Talks Podcast. The one. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.